Hello and welcome to the Comedians Outlook podcast. I'm Luke Anthony and for this episode I had a chat to a musical comedian. She is one of the most unique, most talented, most excitable and most loveliest comedians on the circuit. She's progressed rapidly and just keeps impressing wherever she performs. So please welcome to the show, the amazing Katie Pritchard. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Just to kick this off, how did you start in comedy? I started in comedy uh, because I was bored (laughs) at my job. Um, So I used to make comedy vlogs back in the back, in the toilets and in the um, smoker's alleyway. Um, And I just, I had loads of fun doing it. And then my friends at work, they kind of were like, you've got to do it live on stage yeah so um they all came with me to this cabaret night and i did it and that was basically it and then i was like i am hooked now get me to my next open mic (laughs) so when did when did um music get introduced into your set uh oh it's always been musical comedy um because i'm a musician by trade so yeah, it started off more kind of in the character vein. I used to play one character, her name was Kay Piz, and um, she'd invented her own musical style called hip um, hop opera, yeah, which was a yeah. fusion of hip hop and opera. Um, and I used to play my ukulele to uh, like Rihanna and stuff, but sing it in an opera style. So there wasn't too much substance there, but it was very silly, very musical. And then after a few gigs of that, I was like... I need to start writing my own songs, really, my own lyric content with yeah. jokes, with actual jokes in. I, I imagine it became a little bit cheaper when you started writing your own songs as well. Did you have to pay for like royalties or anything? Yeah, um, you well, you've got to pay PRS, I guess, yeah. um, in, in paid venues where you're making money off of it. Um, but that's as a musician doesn't offend me in any way because, no. like, someone would be doing that for you if they were recording if they were performing your song so i think first fair it's, gonna swing <laughs> it's a great bars. song yeah. i'll pay them 20p, <laughs> 20p. or whatever it is it's something really small really oh, yeah okay. it's not much but oh okay oh don't write any songs then <laughs> don't write a song so um in, in like uh on the comedy club circuit there, there's there's there are often quite a few purists in terms of um like they, they want to see a certain type of act certain type of um, personality on stage and, and the clubs tend to certain comics seem to just do well at every comedy club because they suit that sort of environment mm-hmm. with like you've got such a kind of energetic kind of personality and I just wondered like sometimes an audience could be quite cold to um, someone with such a bubbly personality how do you how do you get audience members on on side uh, I guess uh, with my kind of style that I perform in um, I just I make sure that whatever my set starts with is kind of is kind of like the mid level of energy to the maximum level of energy of the set. I don't ease them in, and I just do it with so much conviction in the hope that at some point during that bit they're gonna be like, "Well, we better get on board, <laughs> or mm. we've got to watch this for twenty minutes or however long." Um, so normally touch wood normally it's okay um and even if i'm going on cold and they're like what is going on um eventually during the opening bit they normally come around come around or at least be like accepting of the fact that it's going to be silly for a little bit 
until yeah. the next act comes on. <laughs> yeah, because a lot uh, a lot of comics say that you need to make an audience laugh within like six seconds of you being called, you know, called to to the stage. Yeah. And so you you may go through like thirty seconds at the start with people just sort of getting used to what you're about um, to do. Or not uh, not particularly. Um, I guess. It it depends on the crowd. Every audience yeah. is different, and I don't think anyone, no matter how amazing they are, can wow every crowd and can get the same reaction out of every crowd, um, because everyone's got a different sense of humour. So I think there's people that have uh, a more a style of comedy that people find easier to get on board with. But personally, I feel like sometimes that's. Um, that's because that's in the format of the styles that we are used to seeing. So yeah. we kind of relax. We're like, oh, we're used to it. This is how like, how comedy is on TV or how I've seen comedy before. So we kind of relax as an audience and we're like, I know what this is about. So if someone comes on and it's a bit different, there is that moment in a few minutes probably in within the audience where you'll have people adjusting to the fact that it's going to be a bit different. Um, and some people get on board straight away. Yeah. Um so probably within that first 6 seconds um the the sweet spot you'll pro- I'll probably end up getting like quite a a fair majority. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, I've noticed, and then I've we're noticed like, yeah, when we're when you go on stage like your first thing is going on stage, oh, hey, here I am. And I think that already gets a laugh anyway because of because of the way you've approached the stage. So I guess I guess you've 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 welcomed them in already in that sense, and then what happens next is yeah. I think the the way that you enter the stage is very important for a comedian um, because you need to establish you know kind of who you are to the to the space and to the room, um, and so people will do that in different ways. So some people will do that and pop out a like incredible one liner joke it's amazing um with me I'm a bit more of a physical act and like you said my energy is quite intense while I'm performing so I just kind of enter with that energy in the hope that people will understand like (laughs) that's the vibe now we're just gonna have some fun (laughs) come with me now yeah Yeah. um so hopefully they're they're like oh she's all right (laughs) we'll we'll see what she says (laughs) she's all right you've got high hopes for so you're like your your act is so unique, um, including like your whole kind of content and everything you write about. I just wonder what your process is for writing your shows. Um, oh, great question. I, I guess everything. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I guess I write in a few different ways. Okay. Um, so sometimes I'll be thinking about so. F- a specific topic so for example my show this morning was called hysterical histories so that's all about history so i'll be thinking about a topic to be able to put into that specific show yeah um and sometimes that's easier if you're writing to a theme because uh, then you know you're within the parameters but when it comes to start like organic material that is just Maybe it's the start of the show. You don't know what the show's about yet. Yeah. Um, I guess that comes to me <laughs> a lot while I'm driving or in the shower. <laughs> so Standard place um, yeah. for comedians to be inspired. So, yeah, because uh, I do a lot of driving around. I'm often in the car on my own. So sometimes that breeds good jokes. And sometimes that breeds jokes that clearly I've been in a car for way too long the day that I wrote that. <laughs> um, but even so, you know, who says surreal 
<laughs> and I've said his jokes aren't fun. <laughs> well, no, they are. That, that I, yeah, I mean, it's certainly certainly unique. But then I think in such a highly saturated market, I think you need to be that different. And and I think what's different about you doing your musical stuff is that it's not like it's not like a crutch. It, it is genuinely. It's just it's all part of the act. It's not like you're hiding behind a guitar or anything like that. You are yeah. You are just it was all part of the act. It's written into the act, and it wouldn't be the same without it. Yeah. Sometimes when someone writes a song, like a comedy song, it's just as funny written down. But I think what what's interesting with yours is that I think it is the whole image and the whole show that you do that makes it funny as well as what you're writing about. Um, Thanks from what so I've much. observed, anyway. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, I guess like uh, from my from my background, um, I I feel like you put in you you're doing a style of comedy where you're expressing your views, but also using your skills that you have. Um, and my skills uh, are very <laughs> silly and very performance based. So I when I used to do comedy with a ukulele I actually felt like that was kind of a block between me and the audience um so I started to perform with a few backing tracks and straight away I noticed the the difference like yeah I I'd say I had one song on the ukulele that was really really went down very well but in comparison to the songs on the tracks that's one song out of let's say probably 20 songs that I wrote on the uke that, mm-hmm. that went down really well every time. And then when I switched to backing tracks, just being able to physicalise and do the whole clown and physical comedy thing, it really added another layer to the jokes the that jokes, were there. Yeah. Um, and it, those songs kind of have a lot higher success rate than... Okay. Yeah, so then, I still... Than they did when you had an instrument. If yeah. I okay. So even now I still do some songs that I wrote um like the first the first song that I wrote with a backing track I still do it now okay um and because for in my for me I mean that wasn't that particularly that long ago so that was only a couple of years ago yeah, but yeah. uh for me it really was when my style kind of changed and found its found its kind of rhythm Voices yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. so like I went from before being a, you know a musical comedian writing songs on the ukulele, I think I was all okay. Um, and then I went to backing tracks and I have so much more fun. Yeah. Because I can just explore everything about the bit, if you see what I mean. I'm not stuck um, behind an instrument or anything. So for me, creatively, it's way more exciting. And I think, I hopefully, if it's received as well as it feels like it's being received, then it's good for the audience as well. So. Yeah. With with such a, a like a, an act that's so depth, there's, there's so many depths to it, to what you do. I just wonder because I often ask what what a comedian's elimination process for a bit is, and you know with a one liner comedian, it could be that they've said it in the wrong um, rhythm or they've it just it just just not funny at all. How you you seems like it's a absolute minefield to to deconstruct and then and then actually say okay, like you said, you, you tried it without a, a ukulele. Um, and then it worked. But how, how do you go? What is your what is your elimination process? Um, well, I I think I'm still figuring this out um, very much. So especially with this new show, as I'm previewing it, I'm 
I'm cut like cutting songs left, right, and center. And I've tried to make the process of writing, having learned for a few years that sometimes it's hard. You've spent so much time. So for me, I've made the backing track. Um, you know, I've written the song. I've probably made a costume for it and I've choreographed it. That's a lot of time. Yeah. E- even before that even has its first trial in front of an audience. I see, I see. So for me, sometimes I, I'm i like, well, I have spent so much time, so I'm desperate to make it work. <laughs> and there was one song, I think, um, year before last that I'd written. I was so desperate that to make it work. And I was trying it out and I was like adding in different props and adding in different things. And it was bombing everywhere. Like, I just couldn't get it to work. And <laughs> just one day I just had to sit down and go... It's not funny, <laughs> but because I'd spent so long and I liked the melody of the song. and I, um, So ever since then, I kind of vowed, like, you know, to not take any song ser- that seriously ever okay. again. So I try to, once I've written a song, try it out straight away um, with whatever basic costume I can make okay. that will look like what I need it to look like and often it ends up that that's the costume that I do use for the whole run because it's turned out that being having to like be resourceful has created something that is more imaginative than if I'd have made a proper full dress or whatever you're not investing as much time in one joke you know you've got to a point where you can try out something like strip back slightly but you get a good idea whether it's good enough to keep or not yeah and for this new show um the storm stud show what i've been doing is um kind of making the tracks really basic guide tracks at home in my home studio and um but not particularly putting too much effort probably spending a couple of hours creating the track um trying it out straight away and then once i'm happy once i've worked the song a bit and i'm happy with it then going back and recording the tracks properly, mm-hmm. knowing that this bit works, so it's definitely worth the like five hours that I need to invest now okay. into making the track decent for the crowd, which actually has been a much better way of working because then by the time that I've gone to record it properly, I've worked the song enough and I've edited it enough, I know exactly what needs to happen musically. Yes, okay. Uh, so then it's been uh, yeah, it's been a really good process yeah. for that. Um, but it does mean that I am dropping songs like I already for this show I've only had I think three previews and I think I've dropped about four or five songs from the show during that time so that's a lot that's a lot of um, but then some songs are doing so much better because of it because I'm getting rid of anything that's pulling the standard down Um, and I feel like I want to create shows now that I I'm really 100% happy with. And I have always done that, I think, but sometimes you go, oh, well, I do have five minutes left of this show, so I'll, I'll just put that song in. But I'm very keen to n- not do that at the moment and just go, how long is the show for the amount of material that I think is good yeah. enough for the show? Yeah. And then go from there. Wow, that's very interesting. Um, so, you know, you, you're the winner of the Musical Comedy Awards in 2019, winner of Two North Down, New Act of the Year 2019, New Act of the Year 2016. You were the finalist at Leicester Square Theatre Sketch Off in 2019. You speak a bit about how your, you know, your process has become a little more strict and you're eliminating things a little bit more sort of frivolously because you want the best show. 
Is, is that changed since or those, those achievements and you feel like there's a little bit more pressure because there's more eyes on what you're doing? Or? Uh, I guess I do feel maybe I've put, I think I personally have put more pressure on myself because I realised that the sets that I've been doing in those finals this year, they're material that I wrote for my show last year. Okay. And I realised how good the material is now in comparison to when it started just having that having that year to really work it and figure out what it is like Mm. adding all the extra jokes and all of the choreography and everything like this and and that's that's a long time to work a a bit and I'm really happy with those sets that I did I'm so like pleased that it got me so far in all those competitions um and I guess I feel like those bits aren't in the new show okay and if that's the standard that I'm starting, that's what the standard I want to start with for this new show. Yeah, because in, in those sets, you were doing songs that were already existing. Yeah. And so now this is all your own new writing material. Yeah. And so it's, I guess the stakes for you personally are slightly higher. Yeah, so um, I guess, yeah, because I'm going from my own original music. But what I've been finding is that um, I was always worried to do that before because I thought that... Um, the parodies of songs, they kind of worked really well for me because there's extra layers of jokes in there. So some people can hear what the pun might be on the title. And sometimes I mess, like I subvert that, but sometimes I play with it a bit. Um, and that's that's nice. And people know the songs, so they feel relaxed. Yes. So even though the style of comedy is a bit mental, <laughs> um, they're like, oh, I do know this song. Uh, let's see how she does it. Um, so I felt like it really helped the room to just yes. chill out because okay. they're like that they, they know it's good music whereas with my original music I was a bit worried that people would be like well it's not very good um but then I just had to remind myself you know like that that is a one of my jobs <laughs> so I'm not like awful at it so hopefully hopefully um they will be as prove as popular as yeah. the the ones yeah. that I did in the final and what I've been finding actually is people coming up to me after because the whole show's original music and they can pick out songs that they really enjoyed which is to me astounding that the music was good enough for them to remember what the, yes, <laughs> what yeah. the song or you're gonna, the song you're gonna have, sorry and um, you're gonna have demand for um people to buy albums and singles and all that <laughs> sort of stuff soon uh, well, <laughs> I have been um, joking around with my director, being like, every song that we've cut, going, we'll put it on the album. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this album is going to include all the songs from the show that are actually in the show, plus all the ones we cut, so that everyone can hear why I cut them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh well, yeah, and I guess I guess if you you know when you when you boom, I guess you could just say, well, all the unheard bits, all the unreleased. <laughs> and then, and then you, you'll have like years and years of just <laughs> income that you won't even have to work for yeah there's unreleased because everyone always releases an unreleased album at some point don't at some they? point yeah. so yeah I hope well, it's not after a death or something yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of not funny songs <laughs> waiting yeah. yeah well I yeah, but then if you get diehard fans, they want to hear all that stuff. They want to yeah. see what, what, yeah. where you come from and everything. Or you just write a whole load of new dynamite stuff and pretend it's stuff that was unreleased. Oh, yeah, I had um, to ditch this. It didn't work. If you are listening to this <laughs> podcast in a couple of years' time, um, this is completely untrue and she hasn't done that. Um, so you won those three competitions all in the same year. How much has your life changed since that? Like, you spoke about material and that changing, but what about your life in general? 
I think quite a lot. Um, I'll just clarify as well. Like, I won um, Musical Comedy Awards in Tune Earth Down, and I was in the final of Sketch Off. But, it, yeah, it was... I think it's changed. it's changed everything so quickly... And so much, I now have so much admin that I li- I can't physically keep on top of it, um, and which is amazing. That's like a really cool thing, um, but it's kind of a bit overwhelming as well because yeah. you don't really. I mean, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I know that nobody else particularly does. Hmm. Um, but at the moment, I am every now and then being like, um, dear. <laughs> messaging my comedy friends on Facebook that are much more advanced than I am in in the comedy circuit. <laughs> Dear professional comedian, <laughs> please can you tell me how I do this better <laughs> or yeah. how do I do this? Um, because you know, no, everyone's path is different through comedy, um, so you can't really. It's not really a set thing that you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I'm just trying my hardest to um, to like keep on top of everything to make like make full use I guess of all the extra like awesome things that have come out of of the back of all these competitions um but it is really like a bit of a a shock to the system especially the next day I actually hid my phone for a few days because it was too much actually um it was everyone was being really nice I was getting so many messages constantly and all these gig offers and gig bookings and I just was like, what? <laughs> so much going on. So I was trying to keep on top of the gig bookings and it took me like a couple of weeks to get back to everyone that sent me messages of like congratulations and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not something that I had experienced before this year um, and everyone's been really nice and supportive, which is yeah. as a comedian, like I guess... Um, if your peers are supportive of you, that's kind of like, that's a big deal. To, well, it is to me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, yeah. they're the people that are working in comedy and they they know about comedy and they they do it. <laughs> um, and if they're, you know, proud of your success, then that kind of adds extra kudos to the awards, I guess. Yeah, and it's like your life changes suddenly as well. It's not just like over a couple of years. It's just... You, you do these three competitions, you know, you win two of them, you get to a final of, the, of one of them, and, and then suddenly you just got to, you got bombarded with things. I mean, how are you dealing with that now? Have you caught up with those things? or? Um, yeah, I think I'm, like, fairly well caught up. Um, and it, basically, it's just an extension of the admin that I was doing before. Yeah. Um, and it, it does make uh, applying to gigs sometimes easier. Because you you've got an extra thing to tell them about. Yes, <laughs> so that's I, true. I got this now, <laughs> um, so that's been really cool. Um, but yeah, it's, I I think it's just a bit overwhelming. I I wasn't um, expecting to win any of them. Um, my aim was to get into the. Fi- I really wanted to get into the finals um, yeah. of some competitions because I'm not I'm not done that many competitions and. Um, I just felt like I I needed to spend this year doing whatever I can to kind of get progress to the next level in the industry. So in my head, when I kind of when I was um, doing the competitions, I was just like, I just want to get to the final. Then, you know, if I get a nice review, that's great. Or if someone's there in the industry that might want to book me then perfect. And that's literally what my goal was. And then after um, I just didn't think. 
I didn't think at all that I'd win two North down because the list of finalists was ridiculous and there were like people that are incredible. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, right, well, we'll just see what happens. But you are also incredible. You're amongst those people <laughs> and you're now being compared to those incredible acts that, that you saw as... as, as a, must be a weird feeling. Thinking yeah. that you're amongst the best in the industry at the moment. and Yeah, it's really quite crazy <laughs> and I think there's like there's probably loads of people out there like why does she win <laughs> um, which is fair enough <laughs> but um yeah from like for me it was like a shock to be winning the things anyway and like, after musical comedy awards I actually went up to the guy to Ed who is created musical comedy awards and I went what is the prize because <laughs> I didn't look it up because I thought that I just I just wanted to have a nice time in the final. <laughs> and so I thought, I thought there's no way I'm going to win this. So I'll just, um, I don't need to know what the prize is. Yeah. And then he was like, what do you mean you don't know? And I was like, well, he's like, you've done like four, <laughs> four heat level, like rounds of heats. And I was like, yeah, is it? <laughs> I just thought that there was no chance. So I just thought oh, I'll go out and have a lovely time. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been good. That's amazing. And, um- how are you dealing with, like, stopping, I don't know, manipulation happening? Are you getting lots of offers from different agents trying to, to, to sign you on and all that sort of stuff? How are you dealing with all those those requests? Because some of them are going to be bogus, some of them are going to be genuine. What's your process with that? How are you? I guess I, I've not actually experienced that side of the industry. You haven't? No. Okay. So um, I've had um, some really nice people that I've met that were judging competitions that have been really helpful um, and given me loads of advice when yeah. I've asked for it. Um, so that's my only my only experience of it has been... Very positive. Very positive, yeah. yeah. The people that I've met in the industry, on the most part, are just trying to give me advice that because they know oh, they've represented so-and-so who's done a similar thing and um this is maybe maybe contact this people or whatever um and the organizers of the competitions have also been incredibly useful trying to you know help me out with gigs and you know meeting people and and stuff like that so my experience has been incredibly positive um but I guess also I have been I am an actor as well so yes yes I guess I'm kind of used to how the industry works so I maybe I'm not particularly easily swindled, I guess, because okay. I understand yes. yeah, yeah. I understand how everything kind of works with that regard. That yeah, the warning people, signs. Yeah, of, some also. people will sound interested in stuff and that that will mean that they genuinely are interested, but whether or not they work on you with that project or not, that's, you know, that's an administration thing. That's not down to that person's thoughts on if they want to work with you so it's never like it's never a personal thing I think as well I think you know if people like you and they want to work with you at some point they will work with you even if it's not that one thing that you thought that they might be into um yeah I just think yeah I just think there's no point in in wandering around being like oh yeah this is gonna be the thing until it happens yeah, I'm one of true. those people you know I always whenever I got acting jobs I don't think I really particularly um told my friends or anything about it much you know apart from my close friends if I got the job I'd tell them until um you know something was released 
like the official casting news was released or until my first day even yeah and then i'd be like oh hey i've been i'm in this show it's official because i've just i've got to the theater now (laughs) there's no no turning back for them um so i guess i'm one of those people really that isn't like expect expecting some kind of fairy tale thing that's true where everything where i'm skipping around and everything's like working (laughs) like i know that i have to work really hard to achieve what i want to achieve yeah and hopefully i'll meet some people that want to help me do that and then we'll be friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's good to make friends so you've 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 got your new brand new show stormstad Mm -hmm. that you're you're touring around all the different fringes up and down the country tell me about that show you're taking it to edinburgh as well aren't you yeah so um i guess it's a show um Essentially, it's a show about all the bad advice I've ever received and um, my way of dealing with it, which is uh, doing silly songs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's been a very interesting one for me because often I talk about things that aren't myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year I kind of, I wrote the show kind of as an experiment, um, but it seems so far to be going really well so I like I said mentioned earlier like it's all original music which was a a completely new concept really I I've had some original songs in my previous shows but not the whole thing and um and also it was uh, everything's about me or about things that I've experienced which is not something I'm used to either so that was quite weird at first to like start singing songs about myself well, I've not really... I did that maybe once or twice when I started. And yeah. then most of the things are about objects or people from history. Um, so, yeah, it's been a really interesting creative process. And I think that has made me... It's probably made me harsher on the material and the material needing to be good enough because I already feel a bit weird about talking about myself anyway. So I don't want to talk about myself and it not and it flop <laughs> that's like the worst thing <laughs> um, so uh I've so yeah. shared all my darkest deepest yeah, deep and i didn't even do it well yeah exactly <laughs> so uh so yeah so i guess i you know i've been really strict um on making sure that everything is like i said earlier like it needs to start at the standard of that competition set and go up you know there's no point in not not trying to make yourself better than of course yeah. than before yeah. um so so far it seems to be going um being really well received and um some of it is getting a, a similar level of reaction i guess as to uh, some of my history stuff the competition set yeah. uh, that you've seen like the reaction is as um as kind of joyous but also it's a bit more intense because obviously you're talking about your own experience and I've uh, there's one song where sometimes I'll get four or five applause breaks within the song and it just depends on who the audience, what they're identifying with in that song. Not necessarily at jokes, just at statements that I've said <laughs> out yeah. loud. Um, and that's been really interesting um, to because it's kind of a different feeling from the audience from the crowd and afterwards the interactions with the crowd are actually really quite different whereas before they used to come up and be like you're crazy I loved it um and now they're like I experienced that as well 
Okay. And um, okay. they were like, you made me laugh so much because you were talking about it and no one else has said that or whatever. Um, so that's been really nice, actually. So I, now you I never can, intended to do that, did you? I just didn't really know. I, d- I don't think I particularly knew. I knew that I was going to do it in my style. So obviously it was going to be silly and have costumes and songs. Mm. Um, but I didn't know that it would actually make affect people in in that way make people come up to me after and be like I've I've had that or I understand that or you know I'm that's not um <laughs> I'm used to people being like I've never looked at a lettuce the same way <laughs> so um, so yeah it's been that's, really nice it's quite humbling so with all this success and and obviously now people getting on board with with your act and and sort of following following your steps what's what's your plan for the next year um, I guess I just want to uh, make the show the best show that it can be um, and take that to Edinburgh and start working, you know, kind of towards doing a debut hour, which will probably happen maybe next year. It feels like next year would be a good year for that. Um, and then just, I don't know, I'm really trying hard um to focus in on my set at gigs okay. um, and just really like nail that so that every time I know like I mean you can ne- like I said earlier you can never know that you're going to hit 100% of the time 100% of the crowd but at least I'm going in with a set that I know I love and has like works well um, and is enjoyable for me and them and uh, I guess yeah I just want to be Better. <laughs> so Better. that's what I'm just working on at the moment. I, I thought you'd have high hopes on that. But <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, no, but um, like, thank you so much for joining me. It's been really great to talk to you, and I'm, I really look forward to like your next steps and, and everything else. So thanks cheers. for having me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Katie is such an amazing person to speak to. She's really intriguing. She's just an amazing person, to be honest. I'm such a big fan of her new show, Storm Stud, and you should definitely go and watch it while you can. She's previewing the show in so many different places, one in Desford at the Lancaster Arms, Hal Comedy Barry at the Academy Espresso Bar in, in Barry, Bread and Roses Theatre in London, and then she'll be taking the show to Edinburgh for a full run as part of PBH's Free Fringe at Globe Bar on Nidri Street. Do go and watch it. It's such an incredible show. Her website, social medias and all the ways you can get to see her show are in the show notes. Just a couple of things from me. It's really, really helpful if you subscribe, rate or review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Apparently it's really good for getting more people to hear about it. Tickets are now on sale for the live recording of this podcast. That's going to be on Monday the 30th of September at the Boathouse. My special guest is going to be Rich Wilson who is at the top of his game. He's on the same bill as people like Rob Beckett, Dane Baptiste and many more. He's been described as one of the best MCs in the country by Frank Skinner, Richard Herring and Sarah Milliken herself. So an absolute class act. He also hosts an amazing podcast himself called Insane in the Men Brain, which is all about having conversations with other men about men's mental health. So that's worth a listen. Tickets to our live recording are only £7. There will be comedy from myself, Mel Byron. Rich will also do 30 minutes and then we'll have live conversation about him and his career. 
All the details are in the show notes on my website and on Facebook. You can follow me at Luke A. Comedian and run over to the website, lukeantonycomedy.co.uk, to find out where you can buy the tickets. You can also become a patron of this podcast to get a load of extra content and some unheard bits. But that's it from me. Speak to you soon. Hello, I'm Luke Anthony. Do you love hearing about the stars' careers, lives and mental health? Or Meet the Stars is a brand new podcast all about that. Join me every week from Wednesday the 2nd of December for an excellent conversation with a different star each episode. Simply go over to members.starevents.online to become a member which gives you exclusive access to every episode and so many other brilliant features just for you. See you there.